Hey, this is Megan. For this week's What We're Cooking and Eating Now episode, I'm joined by my friend and friend of the podcast, Lou Persigan. A little preamble before I introduce Lou. These bi-weekly episodes are bite-sized digests of what we're actually cooking at home and feeding our families right now. We share six meal ideas, which you can turn into your own meal plan for next week. We share links to the specific recipes in our free community where you can also get even more dinner ideas in our weekly meal planning thread. You can visit didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community to join us there. Lou and I connected over Instagram years ago when he was mostly sharing his son's lunches. And in recent years, he's been an active member of our Didn't I Just Feed You community. Lou shares what he's cooking and feeding his family's weeknights in real time, live streaming on Twitch, and he's also got a pretty active Discord community as well. Lou, for what we're cooking and eating now context, will you tell us a little bit more about your cooking experience and also who you feed every week? Sure, sure. Well, thanks for having me. I consider myself a family cook first and a meal planner second and kind of a meal archivist third. Uh, I don't have any formal experience. I do have an expired sort of safe certificate, um, but food has been an anchoring experience. <laughs> oh, it's way expired. Um, yeah. It's been an anchoring experience uh, in family life since my son was starting solids and I really kind of caught the bug for uh, for cooking. Um, I mainly cook meals for my, my son, who's seven, uh, and my partner. And I do that on uh, online, like you said, on Twitch, uh, about two to four nights a week. Uh, mostly things that come together in like a little over an hour if I'm not chatting. And the rest of the week is like short order stuff, leftovers, carry out. But yeah, I'm cooking. I'm cooking about two to four nights a week. Do you feel like you have a cooking style? I feel I've tuned into Twitch <laughs> enough times to feel like you are a good like local shopper and also like conscientious of what's in your freezer and in your pantry to use up. Definitely. Uh, vegetables first is is how I start my meal planning. So we go to the market, the farmer's market every week. Uh, we buy our vegetables and then I do my meal planning. I don't, a lot of people do it inverse of that, but I will start with the, start with the produce and sort of figure it produce, then pantry, and then figure it out from there. I usually do meal planning on Saturdays and that comes together. You know, some, sometimes it's random. Sometimes it's just like, I'm making pasta tonight. And we'll figure it out. But I also know from Twitch that you take requests too. Like sometimes your partner or Cal will oh, ask for, sure. for something and you're like, okay, I'm going to figure out a way to put that on this week's meal plan or yes. next week's. Yeah. Yeah. And actually one of the things I'm talking about this week is something that uh, my partner had said, Hey, I really liked that thing that you made a while ago. And I scrolled back through Instagram and was like, where did I, when did I make this? <laughs> Wait, how long ago was it? About two years. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. This year, I've been so good about like keeping a, a notes file in my phone that I can access on my computer of like what I've meal planned. Previously, it would be like living in my planner or on mm -hmm. our whiteboard in the kitchen. And it has been really helpful to be able to scroll back and be like, oh, yeah, we had that. And everyone really liked it. And I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, that, that was the motivation for starting to post on Instagram for me. It was just like, I'm never going to remember any of these things. And I'm never going to go back to that note. There's only one place I'm going to go. Here's a here's a picture and a description. And why, like, what is, is it the visual component of Instagram that that's the place where you're like, I'm going to track everything? When I remember meals, I remember them visually. So yeah. I have an easier time scrolling back through that feed than I would through a notebook or through something that was just text-based. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's interesting. I also do that with a little bit with my photo albums on my phone. Like when I'm looking or thinking about something, I'm like, oh, what did I put on top of that casserole the last time that we liked? But that's actually kind of smart. Like maybe I just need an album to save things in. And, and you have to remember to take the picture. <laughs> that's actually the easiest part. It's like muscle memory at this point. Like, <laughs> oh, we're at the cutting board. I know that you do this too from your Twitch live streams. Mm-hmm. Like at the very end, before you do a bite, you're like, oop quick picture and yep. then I can then I'll remember and you're usually good about also sharing it on Instagram and if I forget I always just take a picture of someone else's plate <laughs> sometimes those are the better ones too sometimes my husband gets the the nicer looking plate yeah so what have you been cooking for your family this week and how's it been going oh gosh well uh this week has been good uh this week isn't quite finished yet so we've been We've been in a sort of transitionary period for spring. I'm trying to do a little bit of pantry clean out recently. I know you guys have talked about that recently on the podcast. And I uh, have been really trying to like look at the pantry first. I said, you know, produce and pantry. So this week, this week was a really not as strong a pantry week, but it was it was still a good one. We took we took a request. That's what happened. So this week, there was sort of three recipes that were all predicated off of the first thing in the week. So I want to talk about the first re- the first thing that we cooked, uh, which was just a ch- chicken chicken braise with some vegetables. And then I'll actually go through the recipe that I made on Tuesday, which is uh, polenta and that used the chicken. So the first thing we made is just a really quick braise. I made a chicken uh, chicken quarters. So with the skin on uh, skin on thighs and thighs and legs, I made a huge cast iron pan of those because I wanted to use those for the rest of the week. I had some leftover produce. So my partner had said, hey, I, I really like this chicken. And I was like, oh, that was braised. So let's just go back and do that again. Um, yeah. I had a bunch of carrots from last week. I had a bunch of onions from last week. I had some herbs that were going bad. And I was just like, throw it in. All of, all of that goes in. A little bit of, it's supposed to be brown ale according to the recipe, but I used non-alcoholic Guinness because that was what I had. Brilliant. We but it was that. good. It was a good way to start the week. We had a whole bunch of chicken. I cut up some fresh zucchini to fry to fry along with that a little bit of bread and butter so just a really simple start set me up with chicken for the rest of the week which was the goal on your chicken when you do like chicken and veggies do you ever like feel the need to do like a a starchy carbohydrate thing alongside of it this is a thing i struggle with which is what i'm asking (laughs) i do i love this question though because one of the things that on Twitch my chat talks about, my, they know that my partner loves like bread and carbs. And, yes. and she is always asking me, me too. what's the carb? Like, what are we eating for the carb this meal? So if I'm making something on Twitch, my chat will be like, hey, where are the carbs? Like your partner wants <laughs> carbs, where are they? And so I have found myself now keeping a loaf of like good bread in the freezer that I can just be like, oh, carbs, you got it. And I'll pull out a loaf of good bread, you know, I'll slice it and and we'll have carbs so that's what we did on, that's what we did on monday and then uh i also personally just like dipped it in the bread. yeah that's what i'm thinking about it's like how good just some great bread and like so all the pan juices will be oh my god the best so then you have these like chicken thighs and drums chicken pieces to turn into meals for the rest of the week which was the whole goal yes right? yeah so what was tuesday's meal so tuesday was the recipe the, the big like the recipe this was a like i saw the thing and i wanted to make it um I, it was a recipe on food 52 
I actually sort of backed into it. I thought that I wanted to make the polenta. It was a polenta and broccoli meal um, that I put the chicken on. But I was looking up recipes because I didn't. I was like, what else? You know, I'm just inspiration. And I found a recipe on Food 52 that used some pantry stuff. So it used a bunch of dry polenta that I had. I've uh, had it forever. And I'm like, I got to get through this. But what I loved about this recipe was that if you don't like the vegetables that are in it, you can sub them out. You can add more stuff. It's sort of like a base, like just a, one of those uh, repertoire recipes. And I look, saw the recipe and had the idea, like, I'm going to put, put chicken on this. I'm going to put an egg on this. Like, I'm going to make this into a much bigger dish than this is because it feels like a side as it's written. But it's a really, the, the recipe itself is super easy to make. It's one of those ones that has really good timing with it. So everything happens while the polenta cooks. So you start with garlic and olive oil and you just sear that off in the olive oil uh, and pull the pull that out because you're going to use the oil later. But then you start the polenta. So you have uh, the polenta in a pot, you boil milk and cup, uh, two cups of milk, two cups of water, which is a wild ratio, like one right? cup of solid. You're like, how is four this going to thicken? Every yes. time, every single time, I'm like, what is going on here? It works. I ended up adding like six cups of liquid to it because I like it a little <laughs> okay. bigger. Okay. But you boil that, you whisk the polenta in, you, you know, whisk, 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 four or five minutes. Then you turn it down to medium, you stir it for another couple minutes, and then you turn it to low, cover it, and just let that cook on the stove. So I like my polenta pretty creamy. So about every 10 minutes, I would stir it. I would add a little milk to it, just something to kind of keep it moving. And then the 40 minutes while that polenta is cooking, you toss some broccoli in with that oil that you used for the garlic. And this is where you can make this your own, your own dish. You ha essentially, you have 40 minutes to add whatever you want. So I added, uh, I added the broccoli, which it calls for. Uh, I also added some mushrooms because my son really likes mushrooms. Uh, my partner doesn't, but they're easily picked out. I also added a poached egg on there. Now, let's be super clear. I was doing this online. I was streaming it. So there's like an entertainment content to it. So poaching right. an egg is like, oh, you know, will it work? Will it not? It's kind of fun. But I also like a poached egg. Yeah. And it's a little bit like its own sauce for all the veggies and the totally. chicken too with like the creamy yolk. Totally. It really yes. is. Um, but so you're doing all of that. You roast the broccoli. You roast whatever other vegetables you want. You do whatever you want in that time the polenta is cooking. But when you're finished, you put the plate in a bowl, you top it with the, the broccoli, uh, some lemon zest, a little bit of lemon juice, and then you put your garlic back on there, uh, a little bit more lemon, red pepper, and then some herbs, fresh herbs. And that's it. Like That's the dish. It's The basic dish from the recipe is polenta, broccoli, garlic, uh, a little bit of lemon, and some parsley. And it's really straightforward. But you could prep it all ahead. You could do the polenta. Um, you could do the broccoli. You could do the garlic. You could do the poached egg ahead of time. So all of it could come together really quickly. And then I love this too, because if you make more polenta than you need, you can have that polenta for later in the week for like meatballs and sauce, you can fry it, whatever you, you know, polenta is super versatile. So this was another dish that I was just like, I really want, love this. I want to make this. I tend to not cook polenta, but we eat a lot of grits and it's like mm. the same thing where just yeah. having a little bit of extra, then we can like pan fry them or we can like take the grits and have them for breakfast one morning. But I wanted to clarify, you didn't do chicken in Tuesday night's dinner. You did chicken on Monday and then the rest of the week it's chicken only because that's where my mind was going. And then you're like, oh, poached egg. And I was like, wow, Lou's really digging into the protein here. But 
but you didn't. Yes. No, I did. I did do the oh, chicken. Sorry. Okay. I, th- this was, this happened in the 40 minute. This happened in the 40 minutes. So within, within that time, I also put the chicken. So with the chicken, what I did was I put that in a little ramekin just in the oven with the broccoli while that was going. And then just pulled that right onto the top with everything else. Just almost like a grain bowl. Well, it does a grain. Yeah. Bowl. It's a grain like bowl. Shredded. It is it's a, a it's grain an Italian bowl. grain bowl. <laughs> One of my favorite polenta meals, because I don't know that it's like really a recipe, is to do straight up polenta, but then do like sausage and tomatoes Ooh. and stuff on top, or even like a tomato sauce. And that's like with lot like loads of Parmesan on top. And that's like a really quick weeknight meal and something that's so easy to put put together in the time that the polenta is cooking. That was the, the Friday night meal we had was freezer meatballs, marinara leftover from last week and polenta. And that was Yum. Friday night. Yum. And that's a, that mention is a bonus recipe now, because what did you do on Wednesday oh, yeah. for dinner? So I had, I had big plans last week, but I, I ended up, I ended up, uh, I wanted to make something a little more complicated, but I ended up just doing a pesto pasta. So I keep, one of the things that I like to do is make pesto out of all the freezer stuff. So I have broccoli stems, herbs, whatever's kind of green and going bad, I put it in the freezer until I can get a volume enough to make pesto. So I also have just a big thing, a freezer stash of pesto. And that I just mixed with uh, pasta, just boxed pasta with the chicken. And then I threw in the leftovers from the mushrooms and the broccoli. So that the stuff that I didn't put in the polenta bowls, I just tossed that in there and then threw fresh herbs, uh, some parsley and thyme in that, mixed it all together with some frozen polenta. And that was dinner. Yeah. And uh, that was that was about all I had on Wednesday. That was all I could <laughs> so, do. Wait, <laughs> that that's like it. my that's also like my Wednesday night. But I want to ask, what shape of pasta did you use? Because I think there's like oh, some gosh. some thoughts. I don't know if they're true necessarily about like what certain sauces and certain shapes belong together. So I'm always curious what people choose intuitively. Yeah, it. I, oh, what kind of pasta was it? It wasn't Now you have to go back through your Instagram to find it. <laughs> I know what it, like, the thing is, I don't know the name of it. I know what it looks okay. like. It looks Describe like little elephant. and maybe we it can. It looks like little elephant ears. It'll come to me at some point. I don't remember okay. what it is. <laughs> it, it could be, but, it could be anything. But, I wanted it to pick this, the pesto up. So I didn't yeah, want to use. It's like a small, because there's like categories. There's like long pastas and there's two pastas. But what you're describing is more like a short pasta yes, yes yes it is and i i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up while we're i'm gonna look it okay. up while we're chatting because it. it's because it's gonna bother me if i don't um but the yeah the pasta was the pasta was really uh sort of like an orchetti like just something yeah. to pick to scoop all that stuff up that was the that was the goal yeah i keep forgetting to ask the question of like how everyone enjoys that i feel like cal is a pasta lover and since he's like already getting mushrooms in both meals and like broccoli that he likes in both meals how did the week of meals go for him and for your partner too yeah it was good the the chicken was really the the monday the monday chicken braids was really well received the polenta was a lot i feel like the polenta was because it's so filling it's so filling like everyone liked it they they liked it and needed less of it okay which is fine because then there's leftovers it, or you can make a smaller batch next time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just like, I haven't yet moved into the serve yourself completely. And I feel like I'm going to at some point. 
Yeah. I find, I, you know, there's, the, for anyone who doesn't know, there's this advice that like for your kids to give them the autonomy of like, this is what I'm serving and you can choose how much to put on your plate. You should really serve everything family style. And we also don't really do that, even though my kids are eight and 11 and I feel like they're great ages. It's the the thing where I'm like, oh, am I going to end up making more dishes because I'm going to feel like, oh, I need to move the broccoli into something else. And like, do I really want to put the hot pot of polenta in the middle of the table? Because like, you know, kids are frenetic and someone's going to hurt themselves. So what we yes. tend to do is like more like a buffet in the kitchen where I can be like, hey, there's polenta. W- would you like this? Does one scoop look good? So there is still like some autonomy without me having to like do a full cleanup. And then also we have dogs and they're so annoying. If stuff was on the table, (laughs) they would be like, let me get a piece of that chicken, please. The dog is the thing that keeps the floor clean in the kitchen. It's true. They're so so useful. (laughs) So useful. We know you're seeing all the Mother's Day gift guides everywhere. And while we usually do some Didn't I Just Fiji version, this year we have the one perfect Mother's Day gift that works for everyone, even our last minute shoppers, mylifeinabook.com. Mylifeinabook.com is a unique service that turns the life stories of people you love into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send your gift recipient a question via email. These can be pre-written questions that they provide, or you can customize the questions the way that I did for my mom. Your recipient can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature. Mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. I'm really excited to be creating a book with my own mom this year, and I can't wait to hear some of her childhood memories, what it was really like raising three kids as a single mother, and how she's enjoyed becoming a grandmother, too. And when the book is done, you'll have a beautiful keepsake for her and for you, too. You can even choose to have an audiobook created from the recordings. It's easy to sign up, and the process is automated, so you don't have to worry about missing a week. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code D-I-J-F-Y at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code D-I-J-F-Y for 10% off today. This episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is sponsored by By Heart. Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with Byheart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is Byheart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Additional terms and conditions apply. Well, broccoli is also a, a weird theme in my week, and we had broccoli twice yeah. this week as well. Uh, congratulations! As a produce first person, that rings true. <laughs> that that 
as a produce first person, that makes me happy. Yes. What did you, what were you guys up to this week? What was your, um, what was your eating okay. week like? What is our eating week like? It, it, we entered this week in the middle of a long stretch of my husband being away for work. He commutes to Atlanta. It ends up being like almost two weeks every month, but it usually is broken up where it's like three days at a time or two days at a time. And this, these last couple of weeks, for some reason, they were just like back to back or he'd like have one day in between and it's really tiring to like do the drive, which is only two hours, but like to do it in the morning and then in the evening, cause you have to be back down there. Usually on those weeks, I go into like a little bit of autopilot that, and it's the start of spring soccer season. So I was like a little bit trying to be prepared to like cook on the fly. I had pl also like planned some meals out, which we'll talk about a little bit. Cause I, that changed cause of weather anyways. So we, started the week with and i think all of these recipes that i'm going to share are my recipes from kitchen we started the week with a pot of broccoli cheddar soup because i've been back on making sourdough and i had also made like some chicken stock with a leftover rotisserie chicken or like the week before and was like okay i want to go like soup energy but my kids can be kind of picky about it but i was like broccoli cheddar will be the thing and then we can eat the loaf of sourdough that I just made up to. And it'll be like such a good dinner. Sounds so perfect. Is it, It's still soup season, to be fair. I think it's still, I think it's always soup season. But <laughs> it has been <laughs> unseasonably cold in Tennessee. Well, in eastern Tennessee where we are. And rainy. So it was like the perfect, like we had, a, it was a, the Sunday night meal. So I'd like bake the bread during the day. I finished up a book I was writing or writing a book I was reading. And then I don't want to get people too excited. Be like, I'm writing a book. <laughs> say I, congrats. I was reading a book. Um, I was like, oh, we're going to have a pot of soup and it'll be so cozy. And I feel like my kids both ate like small portions of soup, like cupfuls instead of bowls. Mm. Full, and mostly we're like so excited to have fresh bread and apple slices on the side. So there was a lot of leftover soup. And I was like, this is fine. I will just have broccoli cheddar soup for lunch every day this week and it'll get eaten up. And like, I can also freeze the rest because it freezes beautifully. So that was like Sunday's meal. And on Monday, my son had his first soccer practice, which soccer practices are like unusually long, I feel like. And the timing is always yeah. weird. Like, I never know if I should do dinner beforehand or dinner after. And we ended up doing like a large snack after school and doing dinner after. So I planned to do um, like crispy beef tacos, which is really just like a set. You have to, you know, you brown the beef and like add your taco seasoning or spices or whatever. And like that really only takes like 10 minutes. And then while that's cooking, you can like grate cheese and stuff. I do like putting the filled tacos in the oven for a few minutes, but I was just like, really reminded how easy that recipe is to just like yeah. quickly pull together tacos. And that is one that like both kids just like smashed. There were no leftovers That's perfect. whatsoever. Especially on the like first, a, yeah. First day of yeah. soccer, like you're so dysregulated coming out of that. Like everybody's sort of in a weird state. If you can go back to something you love and you know, it's going to be a hit. So good. I mean, and it was like incredibly stoked because that's one of his favorite meals too. And we left soccer practice and he's like, I'm so hungry. What's for dinner? And I was like, oh, we're having crispy beef tacos. He's like, yes. And he came through the kitchen at one point. I think he grabbed like an apple or something 
in between and was like, just so you know, I'm going to eat four of those, which is like <laughs> more than his normal portion. I was like, thanks for the heads up. I'll add some more to the tray. Excellent. Uh, and he and he did. And I was very impressed with that. Excellent. Usually, usually I would do like um, a big, bigger veggie side, like some sauteed zucchini or some corn. And because we were so pressed for time, I just ended up doing like sliced tomato and avocado with a little bit of this salt that I love from Beautiful Briny Sea. It's like Ooh. their unicorn salt. It has like cumin and smoked paprika. Perfect. Um, so a, di- a huge dinner win. That's great. Then last night we had this really interesting thing of it was so rainy yesterday, like just absolutely poured down rain. And I had actually planned for us to eat out because Ella was supposed to have her first soccer practice. But because it rained and flooded the soccer fields, we didn't. So I was like, what am I going to do? I have some chicken thighs. And I got what I thought was like a brilliant idea to turn the leftover broccoli cheddar soup into like chicken, broccoli, chicken and rice casserole. Hmm. Your like, face is very curious, but I feel like I'm, that's like a classic casserole. Well, you're saying I what you're the, the path you're going down is the path that I love, where it's just like, let's do something different out of this other thing and yes. let's just kind of make it up. And that is like so my my reaction in the moment is is like i love it i'm deeply curious and i know how that can go off the rails sometimes so i'm just waiting okay it didn't go off the rails it okay didn't, i mean okay <laughs> okay in fairness the kids were not super into it i feel like soups are similar to mm-hmm. casseroles in that like they i don't it's like a concept they don't understand in a weird way and so sometimes it when is. it's a bowl of one thing they like eat less of it but from a like stamina strategy standpoint, it was awesome. I looked up a couple of recipes and, and I'm actually going to share the link to my like chicken and broccoli rice casserole on kitchen. That has like Ritz crackers on top, which is really good and like cooks in a skillet really quickly. But I just like pour literally like took the broccoli cheddar soup and poured it in the bottom of a casserole dish. Looked at like the reference recipes for ratios, added a couple cu- cups of dried rice I chopped up the chicken thighs that I had in the fridge. I mixed everything together. And then I had a little bit of leftover broccoli from Sunday night that didn't go in the soup that wasn't cooked. It was just like still needed to be chopped up. So chopped that up, put it on top, covered the whole thing, stuck it in the oven for like 50 minutes. And it was like the pretty. And then, oh, I did put more cheese on top before we ate it and like broiled it for a few minutes before we ate it. I was like really surprised. I thought it was going to be mushy. Like I was worried Mm -hmm. that because there was like so much extra fat in the soup base versus like a lot of those recipes use condensed soup. So it's thickened with starch rather than like having half and half or whatever in it. You didn't add any extra liquid to that. It was just the soup. I didn't. It was just the soup. And the rice, the rice was picking up the soup for the flavor. Yeah. Sounds so good. It was so <laughs> I good. And <laughs> I, yes, I actually housed leftovers before our recording. I was like, this is going to be the best lunch. The rice was surprisingly fluffy in a way that I think of like traditional broccoli and rice casserole being like a little bit more creamy. I thought it was very satisfying. It's probably something I'll never have the opportunity to make again. Cause like, when am I going to have the convergence of <laughs> mm-hmm. leftover broccoli cheese soup and also chicken to use up oh my gosh i know that feeling you're like it's like i'm gonna send this out into the world goodbye 
Yes. (laughs) I will savor the leftovers. And when it's gone, it's gone. But it was definitely a win that I like could put it in the oven, got to be hands off. I was able to do other things like help with homework while it cooked and that I liked it. Maybe that's like the biggest win. The kids both ate it. They both ate it without complaints, but like they weren't eating seconds or anything either. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I I think that's a lesson I've had to learn as a parent. They're not going to eat the same volume as you or the same enthusiasm every day. It's good. Right. You, you had the you did the make once eat twice thing, and that's that's it. That's good. That is a yes. I love that. <laughs> and I used up leftovers, which felt yes. like a big win too. Huge, huge. Yes. Instead of eating broccoli cheddar soup for the rest of the week, I will now be eating. <laughs> chicken and rice casserole instead. (laughs) Lou, thank you so much for joining me this week on this, what we're cooking and eating now. Will you tell everyone, and we can link to this in the community, like link to where to find you on Twitch and on Instagram in the community too, but real quick, tell everyone where they can find you on the internet. Sure. So I stream on Twitch. Uh, You can find that at twitch.tv slash eat at dads, eat at dads. you can also find me on Instagram under the same name. Uh, and then all of my links, so Twitter, Discord, Instagram, everything can be found at eatitdads.com. Cool. And I just have to give a shout out. I find Twitch to be really fun. I thought that it was just like a streaming thing mostly for gamers, for lack of a better term. Like I I knew about it because <laughs> of because of like YouTubers that the kids follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's actually like a pretty diverse and interesting cooking community on Twitch too, which you kind of introduced me to. There is. It's small. It's uh Twitch is definitely known for video games. Uh that's where their name, you know, where they made their name from. But there is a pretty diverse food and drink community on Twitch, lots of like globally too. It's a lot smaller than some of the gaming communities, but there is a tight community of folks that come in and you can see people from home cooks to professionals and all sorts of all sorts of things in between. Um, and it's really, it's really a great community. I've found, I stream my dinner making at 5.15 Eastern uh, a couple nights a week. And we get a lot of folks that come through just that want to talk about food or meal planning or family things. So it's a nice community. Yeah. It's always like when I'm able to pop in, it's usually hard for me to watch a whole stream because I'm generally also cooking dinner at the same time. Lots of folks are who are lots of folks who are in in chat regularly are in that same in that same boat and no one expects you to no one expects anybody to watch the whole stream no no but <laughs> i i wanted to shout it out because sometimes i'll like listen with my headphones while i'm prepping other things and then sometimes there's stuff i want to respond to in the chat and then i have to come back later and be like oh actually this is the thing about double zero flower which is yes. the thing that actually happened recently it did and um twitch is free to download the app is which in, makes it like great to use. It's free to follow you and you get those Mm -hmm. notifications when you go live. And so I think it's like really cool and another place to take inspiration from. Yeah, for sure. Go find you there is the whole point. (laughs) Cut to (laughs) speaking of speaking of your headphones, cut to me listening to the the didn't I just feed you podcast last night cleaning my dishwasher for the first time in an embarrassing amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) You learn and then you do it and you do better, right? I love it. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Lou, thank you so much for joining us. It's been really fun. I say joining us, but it's just me. Thank you for joining me today. Happy to. Very happy to. 
you can get recipe links for my recipes, for Lou's recipes from this week's episode by visiting our free community. If you haven't joined us there yet, why not join for free at didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. There you can also get bonus episodes and some other goodies by joining our supporting community. You can follow us on Instagram where we are at didn't I just feed you. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. I'm Lou. Stay sane and well-fed, friends. <laughs>